Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. On this video, I'm going to go through a breakdown of costs on how much you can expect to convert a normal house into a HMO, a house of multiple occupation. Okay, so let's get straight into it. So the first thing I do want to say as a disclaimer is that these prices are based on my own experience and they're based on the area that I'm investing in. So these will differ throughout the whole of the country. And these are prices just to give you an idea of when you're stacking your deals, how much you can expect to pay when it comes to doing your development in your property. So I've got my list here. I do need to refer to this. I can't remember it all. So the first thing we need to consider here now, first of all, let's go straight into the, the costs of purchasing the property. So very often we would expect to have a 75% loan to value. That means that we would be expected to put a 25% deposit down for every purchase that we make. Now, you may be able to get 80% loan to value. You might even be able to get 85% loan to value, which means you can put less down at the beginning. But either way, it really depends on your investing criteria and how much leverage you want in the property. So the things to consider before you actually buy the property are your legal costs. Now your legal costs can range from anything from £300 all the way up to £1,000. really depends on the complexity of the deal and how big the property is, etc. The next element is a survey. Now, I always recommend that you get a structural survey done on your property before you buy it. Now, even if you think you know about property and you know about the structure, it's always worth it because you never know what might come about at the other side and it could eventually end up costing you loads of money. Now, I know people that have gone into properties blind, they haven't had a survey of any kind and then when the mortgage company have come back out to assess it, um, they've found something wrong with the property which has cost several thousands of pounds. It could be dry rot. It could be woodworm in the joists, you know, it could be damp, it could be a lot of different things. But I always recommend that you pay for a structural survey before you go ahead and purchase your property. The next element are broker's fees. If you're purchasing the property or if you're buying with bridging finance, you are going to have to add broker's fees into your cost. Now they will vary anything from 500 pounds or maybe even less up to a thousand pounds or more. Really depends on the broker and it really depends on how their fee structure is set out. So when you start to discuss your deal with a broker, ask them how do you charge your fees so you know that you um, or you know what to expect when you are going through your deal stacking and working out your return on investment. Um, the next element uh, to factor in are things like building regulations, costs. So whether you go private or whether you use the council for building regs, it's really important that you factor that element in. Now, again, it depends on the size of the job. I would expect to pay about £350 for a HMO conversion for building regs. Um, it's not a very complicated job, so it's not really something that the building inspectors are going to have to put a lot of time into. Um, and then, of course, planning permission. Now, if you do need planning permission, you might need drawings. So you have to factor in an architect's fees and, of course, your planning application fees. So those are all the upfront costs. Let's talk about the actual development costs and how much you can expect to pay for your HMO conversion. 
So first of all, we have a very quick ready reckoner and it's a, a rule of thumb that we've used over the years and it's enabled us to be able to do a desktop analysis of how much it will cost us without going out to view the property to begin with. Now, this isn't always going to be 100% accurate, um, I can never say that word, <laughs> accurate. There we go. It's never going to be 100% accurate, but it gives you a really good idea of what to expect and to help you stack your numbers before you actually go out there with a the builder and get a full quote. Now, we work on a square meter of the property. So if you go into the EPC, now I covered this in an earlier video, but if you get hold of the EPC, the Energy Performance Certificate, and in the top right-hand side corner, there will be a meter squared of the property. So how do you get the EPC? Well, if it's on the market, it might already be attached to the papers. If it's on Rightmove or Zoopla, if not, you can go onto the EPC register, type in the address, and if there is an EPC, it will be there readily available for you to download. So work out what the square meter is. And then we have a rule of thumb for a standard HMO conversion back to brick. And um, we would usually use about 350 pounds a square meter. And that would include everything apart from furniture, white goods and carpets. So 350 pounds a square meter would give you a very good indication of how much that property is going to cost you. Now, if you're going to go high-end, and if you want en-suites, and you want the best, then you would look at about 450 pound a square meter. And based on our experience, it's never that far wrong. It's always pretty accurate, pretty close. So um, that's a really great way for you to be able to work out straight away, if you're looking at Rightmove, how much the property is gonna cost you to get converted. So I'm gonna give you a breakdown here of each individual item. Now this is what we pay and we're currently developing and we're currently in the market, it's 2020, so for anyone that's watching in maybe 10 years time, this will be very different. But this is what we are paying right now for our conversions. So first of all, windows. Now a lot of this is going to be between, it's going to be a depends. My Alexa just went boom boom. I don't know what's going on there. Can you see it? I'm not sure you can. So this will be a range of some of it. So windows, depending on the size of the window. Now we would expect to pay for a normal window in a normal bedroom, UPVC with trickle vents. We have to have trickle vents. Those are the little slats that open at the top and that prevents the condensation running down the window and prevents the buildup of black mold in the room. So it allows for circulation. Now, between 300 and 500 pounds, I know that's quite a long, um, a long difference, but it depends on the size of the window and it depends on how busy your window fitters are at the time. We would expect to pay between three and 500 pounds per window and that's fitted. Now with your windows, make sure that you get the, uh, the regulations, the building reg certificate that should come with windows. Um, I think it's called ACAS or something similar, but regardless of what it's called, make sure that you are um, in receipt of a copy of the, the regulations, the building regulations for windows. Okay, next element, fire doors. Now, this is going to vary across the country. Currently, we're paying um, 150 pound a door fitted, fitted, okay, um, and you've got to have closers with that as well. And that means uh, obviously the door is fitted properly with the door frame and with the instrumescent smoke seal routed into the door. That's what we're paying at the moment. You can get the doors for about 60 pounds each, just one single panel doors, um, but to get them fitted is quite a lot of work. So we're paying 150 pounds a door. 
Ensuite bathrooms. Currently, again, it depends on where the soil stack is, how big the ensuite is, but we would expect to pay probably about two and a half thousand pounds upwards for a fitted ensuite bathroom. That's with the stud work, that's with all of the um, the bathroom furniture, the shower tray, and everything that comes with it. We would expect to pay about two and a half thousand pounds. Um, stud walling. Again, it depends on how big the wall is, but we're paying about £350 a wall at the moment. So that's with the battens, um, the insulation, and the soundproofing, and the stud work, and then the plastering afterwards. Um, plastering on its own, £14 a metre. This is all less fat, by the way. About £14 a metre we're paying for plastering. Any building extension work, again, largely depends on what's involved but we're paying around about 14 to 1500 pound a square meter so that's for building work and extension work footings and everything else that you'd expect for that to involve um, loft conversions again depending on the size but we would say we're not going to get a lot of change from about 30 to 35,000 pounds for a good loft conversion and that's from nothing that's a dormer window that's a proper loft conversion creating a brand new room with building regs uh, next on the list cellar conversions so if we're going to go into the cellar if we're going to have it tanked and we're going to make it into a really nice livable space we're looking at anything from 11 to 18 thousand pounds because we might have to dig down so we get the, the relevant floor to ceiling space um, we are going to have to put an escape window in and that escape window is going to have to have steps to get up to it um, it's going to have to be fireproofed um, so we're looking at quite a lot of money for a cellar conversion so between 15 and 18 thousand um, integral garage conversions now these are great because we're adding extra space so if you've got a garage that's connected to your property we can if there's no article 4 and there's no conservation area then potentially we can go into that and turn it into a bedroom now prices have changed considerably over the last two years with garage conversions currently we're playing playing we're not playing we're paying around about ten thousand pounds for garage conversion we used to be able to do these for like seven thousand but this would be to include removing the garage door bricking up putting windows in making sure it's fireproof insulation stud work everything so we are looking at about ten thousand pounds for a garage conversion but if you think if every room in the house is worth forty thousand pounds as a bedroom you may well be adding about thirty thousand pounds worth of value by spending 10 makes good sense okay grade a fire alarm systems the grade a system is the system with the panel and the call points so that's the big one that's the daddy of the systems and again it really depends on how much work is involved but anything from 2000 upwards uh, and it can go a lot higher depending on how many call points you need and how many detectors you need but anything from 2000 pounds a grade D interlinked system and that's the call points where you go billy bip billy bip so those are the the lesser um, of the two the grade A is the daddy the grade D is the mains interlinked um, anything from 50 to 90 pound a unit depends on how many units you need depends on the makeup of the house and how hard it is going to be to install but I would say 90 pound a unit at the top end you might be able to get these for 50 pound a unit and depending on who's fitting them for you um, full rewire a full rewire including a grade D system that's a full rewire back to brick grade D interlinked smoke alarm and detectors we'd say probably about five to seven thousand again depending on the size um, 
Painting and decorating. Now this is based on a six bedroom HMO and this is all of the gloss work, all of the undercoating, all of the rubbing down, the making good, the cutting in and painting to an acceptable standard. We're paying about £3,000 a house, it's not cheap. Painting isn't cheap, it's hard work. About £3,000 a house, um, that's based on a five slash six bedroom property. Fitted kitchens, well, depends on where you buy them, obviously. Now, if we're buying them from Howden's or from Magnet, then we can do a good fitted kitchen in a six bed HMO fitted for about three to three and a half thousand. If you buy your kitchens from LNPG, check out one of my other videos, um, you might be able to get that considerably cheaper, but it means that you will have to go out and you have to collect the kitchen, well not collect it, but you'd have to purchase it, you'd have to buy it. We don't go through all of that, we ask our tradespeople to do it for us. Um, carpets, again for a five bedroom house, between two and a half and three thousand pounds. And that's for a good solid quality carpet with underlay. Bedroom furniture. Now uh, we have a deal with a company called Let Us Furnish and we also work with Fusion Furniture. So both of those companies are awesome. Um, you can check some of our other videos out. We've got interviews with the owners and the marketers of those companies. But we are currently paying about £499 per room, including VAT, for bedroom furniture. Now that would give you a double bed, a mattress, a double wardrobe, a chest of drawers, and a desk and chair for about £500 a room. Prices are going to fluctuate, folks, depending on supply and demand, but that's what we are currently paying at the moment. Um, lounge furniture, about £550, roughly. That would get us two leather couches, two real leather couches, and probably a coffee table. That's all we're going to go and put in the lounge. We don't go over complicated in the lounge, um, but it's just something for somewhere to sit, obviously. Um, television. Now, we always buy our TVs, really, from Asda, or um, we go to the local supermarkets and wait for them to come on sale. Now, we don't have massive tellies. We don't have really big televisions. It's not necessary. Most of the tenants don't actually use the lounge anyway. So we won't pay any more than £200 for a television because it's all that you need. So we've got a ceiling price of £200. Um, television stand, about £50. Um, what else have we got? And then dressing. So dressing for the house, cushions, throws, uh, pictures, mirrors, that kind of thing, bric-a-brac, about £200, not really much more than that. And then curtains. Now curtains for the property are really, uh, really important because we do blackout curtains because a lot of our tenants work nights. So it's a much better selling point that, um, you know, we can give them either a blackout blind or blackout curtains. And we're paying about £50 a set. So they are quite expensive, but they're good quality and it's a great selling point. So what is next? Um, kitchen. So fridges. We always put two fridges in and the fridges we have that are usually the four freezer shelves or cupboards and then on the top three or four shelves so all of the tenants get their own space in the fridges and their own space in the freezers now we're quite lucky uh, because we've got a local company it's called thompson's and um, that they do catalog seconds so anything with a little dent in it it goes to them they sell it cheaper but you'd expect to pay about 300 pound for a good quality fridge um and make sure that it's big enough make sure that you probably have got enough space for two 
Microwaves, don't go cheap on your microwaves, folks. Don't go on the ones that you go to Asda or Aldi and it's like 30 quid or even less because what will happen is the base of the microwave will rust away and it'll fall out because they are dead cheap. You want to be spending about 70 pounds on a good quality microwave, something that's gonna last you for several years rather than having to replace it every couple of weeks. Bins. Now bins are really expensive. Um, we want good quality bins because otherwise the tops will break, the plastic lids will break and you'll be replacing them every six months. So get a good quality solid bin and you're gonna pay about 60 pound a bin and you need two one for recycling and one for general waste. So we pay about 60 pounds a bin. Tumble dryer, now we always put a tumble dryer in our properties where we can. Make sure that your tumble dryer is safe. There's been a lot of recent um, um, press releases of tumble dryers that aren't sufficient and they're causing fire risks. So do check that out, make sure that you're getting the right one. We always put tumble dryers in our properties because if you don't, you can guarantee that there will be washing all over the place. There will be pants hanging off the cupboard doors um, and there'll be a buildup of condensation which eventually leads to black mold. So I always recommend you put a tumble dryer in. Uh, 200 pounds is what we're paying for tumble dryers at the moment. Um, what else have we got? Cooking items for the kitchen. So good quality pots and pans, get the molded ones, the metal ones. Again, if you go down to Asda or Tesco's and you get the home value ones for like five, 10 pounds, they will last you a week and then all the Teflon will come off and they'll go rusty and then you'll be out there replacing them every two or three weeks. So if you do supply cooking um, equipment and, and um, utensils, make sure you go good quality. So we would spend probably about 200 pounds on cooking items, so woks, Pans, saucepans, kitchen, um, you, uh, what do you call them? F um, fish slices and scoops and ladles and all of that kind of thing. So make sure that you go good quality, otherwise you'll be out there replacing it all of the time. And then finally, what we're looking at here, boilers. Okay, so a boiler system. So we've literally, just last week or the week before, bought a new boiler and we did it through LNPG. Now we got a, a combi boiler, a Worcester, junior and we paid 750 pounds including vat now that is cheap now we can do that for 750 our fitters can't do it anywhere near that so if you are looking at replacing boilers go on to lnpg that's lima november Papa Golf, LNPG. Have a look at my video first because you do get a discount if you um, watch the video um, with Nick, who is the owner of LNPG. Now, if you join, I don't know how much your membership fee is, but you do get a discount by quoting me and my name in this channel, um, but you will save hundreds and hundreds of pounds on your boilers alone. Boilers and kitchens are brilliant for LNPG. Have I missed anything out? I don't think I have. So that's what we're paying at the moment. That gives you a good idea of roughly what to expect to pay for your HMO properties. Um, you can use that as a rule of thumb. Prices will change and they will fluctuate depending on the area that you're investing in and of course how busy your building team are at the moment. So I really hope you found that useful. I would love your feedback. How much are you paying compared to the prices that I've just quoted? Because it's really interesting for me to keep my ear to the ground as well and see what other people in the rest of the country are paying um, as opposed to you know the prices that I've just quoted. So I'd love to see your comments. Please do subscribe to my channel. This is where I share all of my free workshops on how you can invest in property, rent to rent, HMOs, lease purchase options, serviced accommodation, and everything in between. So please do like and subscribe, and I'll see you on the next workshop.